What is up, guys? It's Ashton back with the Do You Sis podcast. So happy to have you back tuning in today for another episode. You guys, I'm so excited to say that I have another very special guest with me today. I met her also at Women in Business, and I'm very excited to dive into what she has to offer. So everyone, I would like to introduce Rachel Oxenfeld, the Untangled Woman, to the show. Thank you so much for um, having me on. Super excited for this. So glad to meet you at Women in Business. That was my first women's conference workshop thing. So that was super cool to meet somebody as um, just as great as you are. Yeah. So my name's Rachel. I am actually new in the entrepreneurial space. I um, quick background. I have a long list of background things, but I actually just left the medical field. I was a nurse. I just graduated nursing school in this past December and decided that the medical field was uh, a little bit too much for me in this time. Um, I love patient care, but it was just getting too much. So I left the medical field and started um, helping my boyfriend run the uh, wealth management firm that we do have, Legacy Company, and then started a women's coaching online. Um, So that's been pretty cool. That's one of my uh, passions. Super excited about that, the Untangled Woman. And um, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, about 35-ish minutes from St. Louis, lived here my whole life. Um, Some people say I have a Northern accent. So if that's what you were thinking, (laughs) no, I am from Missouri. (laughs) Somebody on on vacation the other day actually asked if I was from Minnesota. And I was like, I'm not. I'm from the Midwest. (laughs) I sound very Southern sometimes. I sound like I'm from Kentucky. So I totally get that. (laughs) I agree with that. I went to school in Kentucky, so it kind of picks, I pick up, you know, Southern accent, but not to be too Kentucky because I'm from from Indiana. So let's not do that. (laughs) Well, I like it. I like the accent. (laughs) Good. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. So you got anything else? I apologize. No, you're fine. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I'm I'm super passionate about women in in general. I didn't find that passion until um, later in life. I'm 31 and um, I'm just super excited to begin this season of my life and meet new people like you. (laughs) I would agree. It was so rewarding going to women in business. Like, I don't know about you. That was my first time. It was your first time, Chris. Mm -hmm. And just like going and being around a lot of other like-minded women. Um, I know we had talked in our group had talked a little bit just about how, you know, there's not a whole lot of women, or at least in my experience that are doing the same things that I'm doing. You know, it can get really lonely, I guess, when you're trying to run a business when you're trying to become the absolute best version of yourself, you know, and I don't know if you have, you know, any thoughts on that, but it does get lonely in times when you are trying to do all these things and become the best version of yourself. Not saying that, you know, you don't have friends and you don't have family, but when you do have your head on straight and you're trying to, you know, really excel in everything that you're doing, whether it be your career, just your personal life, you know, all of that, you know, it does sometimes get a little lonely and it's nice to be able to connect with you and like the other women that we did get to hang out with and just be, it was special. It was, it was awesome to be a part of something where everyone was very like-minded and, and very, you know, encouraging. So for sure. Yeah. I, I can definitely speak to that. Um, and I know that I I don't know, I like, I'm late into the business I would say. And I, I used to be so like about that. I'm like, I'm not like, I don't have my bachelor's degree or this, you know, all this stuff yet. And then I finally got it. And I was like, it's funny. Literally people were like, you just graduated. Why are you leaving? Like, I don't understand. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do something different because a degree doesn't define you. You know, a certification doesn't define you. All of these titles that I, I truly believe that women like to adopt. And we like to hold on to those things like being a mom or, you know, whatever insert in the blank. And we hold on to that. And then it actually kind of screws up our identity. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, speaking on that with, you know, going to this women in business thing and I was very nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet all these women. I'm not normally around women. Like mm-hmm. I'm normal to myself. And so it was just, it was, it was so refreshing and so welcoming and um, just getting out of your shell and just meeting people like-minded that are running a business and going through the thick of it. And you're right. People, we don't have a lot of friends in this, you know, this kind of space. It's, it is lonely at the top a little bit. And I don't, I don't mean that to be in a, you know, a negative way, but it's very true. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's just like your head's down, you're grinding and you're headed towards whatever it is you're headed towards. And it's just like, there's not too many that want to go with you on that. And I don't know if you would agree. And it's not a bad thing. It's not for everybody. And that's perfectly fine. But, um, you know, when you are making the sacrifices that you are with your business and you're trying to keep your head above water and do everything that it takes, you know, you don't have time for the extracurriculars. You don't have time to, you know, go out and party all the time and do what everybody else is doing. And that's okay too, if you're doing that, but mm-hmm. it was just so nice to, and refreshing just to know there's other people in the same same boat as me. Cause I think again, sometimes it gets lonely, it gets scary. It's like, is this really what I want to go through? And after going to women in business, this was like, this is exactly where I need to be. These are the people that I need to be surrounding myself with. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a more of a superficial thing with, um, you know, we've all been there most of it, whether it's, you know, out partying or doing whatever mm-hmm. it's superficial stuff. So when you really get into the space of entrepreneurship, you're forced to you're cause you're not going to make it if you start doing those things. Mm-hmm or if you keep doing those things and you don't change your habits. And so that's, what's beautiful about entrepreneurship is you, and that's why it's lonely because it's easy to just go with the flow and just do what everybody else is doing. And, you know, there's times and places for that, but I I think that um, entrepreneurs are just a special group of people and um, it's just beautiful to see that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about that now that we've talked about entrepreneurship. So I know we talked a little bit about it, but I want you to kind of dive into what you do, t- dive into the untangled woman. Like you said, you're a coach. So I just want you mm-hmm. to kind of talk about, you know, your passion behind it, how the idea stemmed. And I know you said with nursing, you know, but kind of get into that a little bit more because I want to hear, and I'm sure the listeners do too. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So it was kind of interesting how this all started. I, a um, little bit more of a background. I, so I, I was a server for a long time in my life, like just be dealing with people. I always thought that I didn't sounds crazy. I always thought that I didn't really like people. And that was kind of adopted from my dad. I've had, I had kind of a rough childhood, just a lot of chaos, stuff like that. And so um, I then went to vet tech school, did a lot of stuff with animals, um, really became passionate with like the large animal scene and then decided that wasn't for me and then decided to join the military and to go to nursing school. So I did that. And I just kept, I always kept chasing the next thing. I'm a very driven individual. And I realized that the more I chase, the more I chased things, I still wasn't like getting that, that fulfillment. And I was like, okay, something's going on. I'm a Christian. Um, you know, I, I thank God every day for just the things that he's done in my life. And I realized that my passions and my purpose, I was trying to find those in like careers or like, just like we talked about titles. And I started really digging into a lot of stuff that's happened in my past and realized that I hadn't dealt with any of that stuff. (laughs) And that everything that women specifically have been taught in society is all backwards, whether it's, you know, stuff that we've been through experiences or just things that society teaches us that is like, way off, whether you're, it doesn't, it's not political. It's literally just things that society teaches us are just way off, um, way off the cuff. So I was actually journaling one morning and I was having massive anxiety 
And I started like scribbling on a piece of paper, uh, like kind of like what, what, what's here. Um, I scribbled on a piece of paper and I was like, that's how I feel right now. Just a ball of anxiety. And so I realized that the word untangled came to me and I was like, women need to be untangled. I need to be untangled from all of these things, my traumatic experiences and my you know, chaotic childhood and all the things that society has taught us. And I was like, I want to coach women. I want to help women really dive into things. You know, I'm not, I'm not a counselor, but I've had a lot of experience (laughs) with a lot of things. So, um, you know, really it's just, you know, the health aspect, fitness and health goes into that as well, because you can't treat your body as one part. It has to be a holistic view of yourself. And that's really what I want to give to women. So, um, yeah, we have a, a free Facebook community right now. Eventually I will be launching, um, paid coaching, which I'm super excited about because I know the value that I can bring to women just from my personal experience. And then, um, you know, just bringing in some partners and stuff like that. So, and I, I also have a passion for, um, really finances. It's kind of a weird thing. I was helping my boyfriend run our wealth management firm when I was going through nursing school and I was like, I'm just going to do some admin work. Like I'm not going to touch finances. He's the finance guy. When I started diving deeper into it, I realized that that is also a lot of like generational trauma stuff that was seated in that as well. My family was never well off. We were always in chaos with finances. Something was always breaking down. And I realized that was another part of my purpose and calling is to help women realize their relationship with money and know that, they can build wealth. It doesn't always have to be like the man building wealth or, you know, just a family. It, it can also be you, whether you're single and a family, whatever. And so that's, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about that. I'm a licensed financial um, strategist. And that's been something that has been just a crazy, a crazy roller coaster because it's something that I've never thought that I was going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Yeah. I think you're so right. You said so much about like society determining what us women do. And I think that's mm-hmm. so right when it comes to wealth. And yeah. as I run my own business, you know, not going to get on the topic really of finances or any of that. Maybe we can say that for a different episode, but you're so right. Like society teaches us that the man is supposed to work. The man is supposed to make all the money. The man is supposed to provide. And while those things are absolutely true, I call bullshit because I really like making my own money too and running my own business. And if he can do it, why can't I do it? I mean, granted, we're not married yet and I don't have kids yet. Um, And I I totally believe that life changes and comes and goes. And as females and mothers, you know, we should be able to provide and take care of our children. But I also see things from a totally different perspective now running my own business. Like I want to be able to provide, you know, if something were to happen to him, I've got to be able to take care of my family, you know, and I look at through a lens like that, like, you know, I got to be able to take care of myself if something did happen between the two of us or if we did have a family and something happened with his income you know so I love that you mentioned that because I don't think that's talked about enough that it's totally okay for a female to make money good money at that and run a business and provide for her family or just for herself you know in general and not have to rely on the male of the house I mean how do you feel about that yeah well that's what's crazy is I'm so I I tend to be in my past, my past life, I tend to be more like on the extreme. So like, I've always had a very masculine personality. So like, I've had to tone that down a, in a relationship. If you have, as a woman, if you have a masculine personality kind of causes some problems. And you know, <laughs> if you also have a, a very manly man, so <clears throat> I've had to tone that down a little bit and really tap into my feminine side, but you know, it's that balance of 
I'm a strong, independent woman. And this is something that I'm, I, I preach on in my, my community is having that grit as a woman, like you can be meek as a woman and not be, and I don't, you know, (laughs) you make money. And, And I'm not talking about, because some people will listen to this and say, well, I stay at home with my kids. I'm not talking about like stay at home moms. Cause that, listen, I had my nephew, we don't have kids and we're not married yet, but I had my nephew, three-year-old nephew for like one night. And I was like, bro, this is so, um, yeah, it's just, you, you don't have to be the extreme manly woman or the extremely meek woman. You can be that gritty warrior woman and still make money and still, you know, submit to your husband or, you know, you can have a balance. It's an ebb and flow when you're in a relationship or even with yourself, with your feminine and masculine side. So yeah. I'm really passionate about that. <laughs> no, I love it. I think you're so right. And I, I think we're, I mean, not that I didn't think that we were already hitting it off at women in business, but this totally is up my alley because it is so incredibly true. And I get kind of, um, I don't even know a good word for it. I don't get worked up about it, but I do get worked up about it because I'm like, it's bullshit that people honestly think that us females can't run something and can't, you know, build something from the ground up, which is something that I have always been passionate about doing. You know, for any of you listening who have been here for a long time, you know that I've had multiple businesses and it's finally led me into the fitness, you know, industry. And I am very content and happy with where I'm at now, but it's just so true. There's always been a drive there for me to, you know, be able to provide for myself. I would agree. I'm a totally independent person. I love being able to take care of myself. Not that I don't want to have to depend on him, um, on Jordan, you know, but there is just something so special about being able to kind of peel back the layers with yourself and say, okay, like, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm going to go after it hard and I'm going to give it my best effort. And it's just crazy to see how far you can come when you kind of have that mindset shift. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think as women that are driven, most, most women in business really I mean, maybe at some point, I don't know, maybe not everybody, but have that struggle with that balance of like, you know, being that more masculine type where you, you do have to market yourself and and be good at sales, whatever you're in. Cause you're always selling, if you have a business, you're selling something, whatever it is. And then also scaling back and also being that soft side to where you're not just like pounded and into people. And that's something that I've very new, like literally may I left nursing field. So this is like super new to me to have to scale back my more masculine side. Um, so I'm not like pounding something in women's face, like, Hey, like you need to be untangled. I don't want to do that because a, that's not for everybody. Um, but I do think there's on my end, I think there's a, and I'm sure you can agree with this as a, as a fitness coach, you have to have some type of grit to you or you're not going to get through to people and people don't take you seriously, Mm -hmm. especially as women. So I think that also comes with confidence. Like starting out your own business, I think it can be incredibly hard to feel very confident in what you're doing because I mean, and I don't really know, I want to say I was always confident in what I was doing. I have always felt really good about coaching women. Um, I went through my own fitness and health journey, which I think has led me to where I'm at today to be confident in that, but you got to be confident in yourself. You got to be willing to learn. You got to be willing to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. And I think that leads more into, you know, the self-help topic I wanted to talk about, you know, you know, you got to be able to take care of yourself and be able to experience things, you know, read self-help books, you know, do whatever it is, like be a sponge. And that's what women in business was for me. Like I could be in a room with women 
who probably know a hell of a lot more than I do and being able to soak all that up and like just hear their stories you know you just you got to always be willing to learn and then create that confidence in yourself once you do learn to be able to implement that into your business and into your lifestyle you know and I don't know if that really makes a whole lot of sense I just feel like what you said it comes and goes too with confidence you got to feel good about what you're trying to go for and go towards yeah and that that's good that you said that because confidence people think like confidence is just something that you find like it's like oh here's this thing that I found confidence now cool and no you know that's just not how it works and so I truly believe that that confidence comes in with really beginning to trust yourself and the the way that you do that and I'm sure you can speak on this is that those disciplines in your life Mm -hmm. the more disciplined you are in any area in your life whether it's fitness or your physical health or, you know, fixing your trauma or whatever, reading, just, you know, self-development, you're going to build more discipline and then you're going to build more confidence. That's where that comes from. People don't, it's not just something sitting on a shelf where you're like, I'm going to take this confidence now. Um, Same with motivation. I hate, I hate the word motivation. I use like, I like the word momentum because that's, you know, you just don't wake up one day. You're like, wow, I'm really motivated. Most of the time we kind of have to like, you know, get momentum. And yeah, I just think that, uh, it is. It's based off that confidence. And when you have that confidence, you can literally do anything. And I know it's mm-hmm. cliche, but yeah. it's true. Right. So true. Right. I like to, you talked about uh, motivation because that's something I deal with a lot with my clients. And I sure as shit have not been motivated every single day of my life for the last five <laughs> years of taking care of myself. Yep. Um, it's just, again, you are creating that discipline for yourself, no matter if that's in your career, if that is in your health, like confidence is something that is created. Um, and that is something I've really been thinking about a lot lately. Um, you know, as people who post all the time or, you know, have a social media brand, I always think about things like how can people connect with me on a, on a deeper level? And confidence is one of them. Like more times than not, when people come to me and they want to lose weight, they want to build confidence. And I'm with you. You don't just get handed confidence on a silver mm-hmm. platter. Like it's something you work towards. Yeah. It's something that you are, um, you have to really reach for and, and develop over time. It's not easy. I mean, and I don't know about you, but I'm pretty confident myself, but there aren't, there's always times where I'm not fully confident. I have to reel it back some and kind of, again, do that inner work and find my confidence again. And it, it just takes time. And, and this is me reassuring everyone listening that there is a way to build that confidence in yourself and your self-esteem, but it cannot, you cannot just be handed it. It can't be handed to you. You got to work towards it um, and constantly work towards it, you know, for that matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I think that you talked about self-development. I think that's, I mean, that's obviously another aspect of it is when, you know, people they'll say like, Oh, I don't have confidence. Well, I'm be real with you. It's probably because you're not doing any self-development. You're not growing. You can't level up in the next level of life of, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. If you're not trying to do self-development, that doesn't, doesn't mean you have to unpack your whole box of trauma in one day. It's literally just taking those steps to learn something new, to, Find out who you are um, because you you don't have confidence if you don't know what your identity is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, the, I mean, that's something that's been super big in my life. And that's really catapulted me into this is my self-development. And it really didn't start until I realized that I had a lot of stuff that I needed to deal with. And, you know, with what I'm doing with Untangled Woman, if you are going through the thick of it, of like figuring out what happened in your past and trauma and untangling all these things, if you're not doing self-development, you're probably going to get really depressed and it's going to be a really dark time for you. And so it's super important. That's, that's just like a staple. It's been a staple in my life of 
just always reading more and diving into more, listening to podcasts about what I'm, you know, trying to develop from. And it's just, it's just, it's a staple. Mm -hmm. I like that you talked about that. So what are some things that you do? You said podcasts, you said read. So I personally read Mm self-help and self-development books. I listen to podcasts. I've always got something in my ear going. I like to journal. I've been doing that a lot more. I was always somebody, it's not that I didn't like to journal. I just always made the excuse. I didn't have time to journal and I didn't have time to read. And so actually this last year, that was one of my goals was to slow down. Like when I wake up in the morning, like I'm ready to work. I'm like, okay, let's get to work. But a little, uh, did I know that was kind of just like, it was kind of defeating the purpose of like me being able to enjoy what I was creating. Like I was never slowing down enough to be able to journal and um, actually think about what it is that I'm going through and like give myself that time that I need. You know, I talk a lot to my clients about pouring into your families and your children and stuff like that. Well, if you don't take care of you first, it's going to be very hard for you to pour into your people as well as you want to. So um, I guess, again, me reading books, podcasts, journaling, um, going on walks with no music, no phone, not a single thing. I like being alone sometimes. That has yeah. actually helped my anxiety tremendously. Uh-huh. I've been doing more of that lately, but what do you do for, for all of that? Yeah. So I think my number one thing, and this was spending time with myself was really hard at first, especially when I was diving into a lot of my stuff, like in my past and my childhood with like trauma, because when you get quiet with yourself, things start popping up. You're like, Moop, I don't want to deal with that. And you're like, I'll just shove that down. So that was kind of hard for me to do at first. So what I really started trying to do, if like, you know, somebody's listening to this and they're like, wow, I'm, I'm, I have to dig into some things, but I don't want to journal yet. Cause I actually talked to somebody the other day that was like, I'm not ready to journal because I am actually kind of mad at my past self right now. And I was like, Hey, that's okay. Like there's other things that you can do in the interim of you getting to that point, because I do think everybody should journal. Um, but to go back to what I was saying, I started just being out in nature. I love hiking one of my favorite things to do. Um, I actually stopped listening to music while I hike because I wanted to hear nature. I just, I connect better with that, like the wind and it's crazy. So I started doing that. Um, and I actually, that on a hike one day, I actually started like journaling in my notes on my phone. And that's when I started writing. Um, I'm going to be releasing a book someday. I don't know when, but I started writing my book, like in my notes because I was just with nature. And so I was pouring my thoughts out. Um, I never liked to read until I started doing 75 hard and I was like, well, this is it. I got to read. I mean, I don't have to, you know, but I was like, I, I need to read to be able to do this, this, uh, program. So I really started diving into that reading. And I actually realized that I, I actually do like to read. Um, I just have to read in the morning because if I read, if I read at night, then I will fall asleep. <laughs> so. I'm not a big reader either. It's terrible, but like, I just grew up not reading. Like even as a kid in school, like I didn't want to check out a book at the library. That's the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Like my attention span, I just don't think I can calm my brain down enough to sit there and, and read a whole freaking book. You know, kudos mm-hmm. to those who can, but I've actually changed my mindset when it comes to reading. I read until I'm like falling off the wagon. I'm like, okay, I'm about five, six pages in. That's enough. You know, I'll take some notes and we'll try again tomorrow. But I definitely don't try and make it overwhelming because in that case, like you don't like it. It's just making things worse than it has to be. So I've really been trying to listen to my cues too, like telling myself like, okay, 
this is enough. I like five, six, 10 pages usually, and I'm good to go. I've gotten my self-development for the day through this. And I'm a big, I like visual. I'm a big visual person. Um, if somebody were to put up like a movie or a video or like even a podcast on YouTube, I would much rather just listen and watch that versus reading in general. But I do do it. I make myself do it because it makes me uncomfortable and um, makes me do something I don't want to do. But those are just my few main things that I do like to do and have helped me tremendously. Because like I said, I never slowed down. I never made time for myself. Um, granted, I always worked out and have done that, you know, and tried to take care of myself. But I think it's more than that. There's more under the layers of taking care of yourself versus just working out and eating healthy, if that makes sense. Yeah. So to speak on like slowing down, that's something that this year, it's funny because it's before I left the medical field, um, I don't like having like a word for the year, but cause some churches do that. And I was like, that's kind of cheesy, but God really showed me, um, the word Selah, which means pause. It's, it's in the Bible a lot. And I was like, Selah, I was like, that means like, I got to slow down. Like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so I really meditated on that. And I was like, okay, that's what I need to be doing this year, slowing down. And so that's when I really started journaling more, um, and just diving into just a lot of stuff and journaling is very powerful. Um, actually taking your pen, I use my little iPad, but taking your pen and actually writing out your feelings is so important or like the lack of feelings. Like some days I'll journal and it's like, I don't feel anything. And I'm like, why am I having a block? Well, I'm going to write it down. (laughs) I'm like that too. The other day I'm like, um, I don't know what to put down today. And that's okay too. Like there's no right or wrong when it comes to journaling. I think people think it's supposed to be some mysterious, magical thing that you just like get all these thoughts and you're just pouring into your journal. And I think it really is just, you're showing up for yourself and whether it's one sentence or 10 sentences or a hundred, you know, whatever that is for the day, I think just spending some time with yourself to jot your thoughts down is super and cool. And then I like going back and like reflecting, like at the end of the month, I like seeing like what I was thinking over the whole month and like how far I did come, if I had highs, if I had lows. Um, it's helped me tremendously just with my mental health and slowing down and everything with self-development. So I'm happy that we kind of dove into that. Cause I feel like a lot of people could benefit from it if they would actually make the time for it. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to make the time. Like I started waking up at four 30, which is not my favorite time of the day, but then I have more time to do that. Cause I, I like to spend like an hour cause mm-hmm. I get distracted and I got to wake up and then, you know, head to the gym and still have time for my day. So, yeah, I mean, you, you just have to make the time. It has yeah. to be priority. You're going to stay stagnant forever. Yeah, let's talk about that. And then let's talk about priorities. So mm-hmm. obviously coaching a lot of women um, who maybe have not been, you know, using their health and fitness as a priority or creating a priority around that. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on when you're trying to become a better person, you know, you're trying to become healthier, maybe you're trying to lose weight, maybe you're not trying to lose weight, you know, whatever that looks like. I always tell my women, you make time for your priorities. You make time for the things that are important to you. But what would you say or how would you say to overcome the hurdle of not making yourself a priority? Kind of like we just talked about, like, you know, I had a hard time slowing down and prioritizing myself. Um, I guess my question to you is like, what are your thoughts on actually trying to make yourself a priority Um, and the things that you want to do a priority if like you are just go, go, go all the time with kids, you know, whether you are running a business, like why is it important to make yourself a priority during these situations? Yeah. So that's a super good question. And it's, um, it's interesting because I can relate this to kind of our financial aspect of like our, our company. So we talk a lot about in the financial aspect, um, ROI. So return of investment. So when you think about yourself as an investment, and most people don't think of that, they're like, I'm just, I'm just me. You know, you have to look at yourself as an investment. When you start to look at yourself as an investment, 
you're going to naturally want to put things in your body that are, is going to give you a good return. So a good health, you know, good. Listen, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure you have a plethora of ages of women that you deal with, but mm -hmm. think about if you're not treating yourself in as an investment and you're not doing good with your investments later down the road, you may have heart disease and all the, all these, all of these things I could go on and on, obviously medical field background, but <laughs> you will have all these things that you will not be, you'll be capped on what you can do and what you can experience later on in life. And I think that's a big thing on, on prioritization is you really have to understand that those, the things that you want now may not always be good for you later. Um, when you, and, and I don't have a negative relationship with food and I've heard a lot of people that, you know, they, they do, but just for instance, if you put a donut in your mouth and you're not really on your goals, like that's not going to be a good return. You're probably going to feel like crap. You're not, you know, not saying you're going to gain weight, obviously, you know that, but you know, it's <laughs> like, you just have to treat yourself in an, as an investment and everything else will compound from that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's really like, it's really just the biggest thing is just looking at yourself as an investment and in whatever you put in, whether that's through your brain, through your eyes, you know, whatever you're doing throughout your day, food, fitness, anything, is it giving you a good return? And you have to be honest with yourself. You have right. to be vulnerable and honest with yourself. Right. Right. doesn't mean there's not going to be highs and lows because, you yeah. know, I talk to my women about that all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we're coping. And just like you said, we got to untangle ourselves. Like we deal with a lot of shit. Like there's a yeah. lot of trauma that I think we all go through, unfortunately, as we yeah. grow up, um, you know, and actually my sister's a therapist and she talks about it all mm -hmm. the time about how, unfortunately, you know, whether we like it or not, the things that we were around and surrounded ourselves with and the things that were said, you know, that sticks in your brain. And that's why I say, you know, when you have kids, they're sponge. So when you're working out, they're watching you when yeah. you're eating good they're watching you um you know so i think it is just so incredibly important that you change your perspective on being a priority and taking care of yourself because i think too often people think well i've got everyone else to take care of you know yeah. not me like why would i take care of me when i got everybody else well simply just for the sake of you know like you said the the investment you know the return on investment if you're not taking care of yourself down the road what's it going to look like you yeah. know i get a lot of women that come in and they're like hey like i'm trying to prevent health issues my mom my dad my grandma, my grandpa all have had heart issues. Like, I don't want that to be me. And it starts with you and yeah. the investments that you're making in yourself. So I wholeheartedly agree on that. Um, I just think these topics we're diving into are great because they can, they can benefit a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, not just through the fitness and health, but you know, with, oh, yeah. with wealth and with money, like, let's face yep. it, if you're not saving money and you're spending every penny that you have, you know, one day you're going to get to actually probably not going to get to retire because you're not <laughs> going to have any money. So it's just right. like, you know, this, this affects you in every aspect of life. And it's something that, again, if you start pouring into yourself and really being honest and vulnerable with yourself, you know, where are you at and where do you want to be and where do you want to go, you know, at the end of the day? So, yeah. And I, I definitely think that fitness actually, you, it actually starts there because if you don't have discipline with your body and like what you're doing, and I'm sure you can attest to that, anything else in your life really isn't going to align very well. Your mental health is going to be out of whack. Your gut, you know, your gut is going to link, it links to your brain. So everything that you do is so pivotal for women spe specifically, because I know that women have a lot of issues in that area, um, with just trust and, and, you know, diving into that stuff. It's a lot easier for men, but what you do and what you coach about it, it's, it's very pivotal because that's where it all starts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, 
Never even thought about that. You're so right. I love this. This is so yeah. good. Like there's just so many things here that we should write a book together. This yes, would be awesome. Let's. <laughs> it's funny. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk about the fitness side of things. So like was fitness always a part of your life or like when did it really become, you know, a pivotal point for you? Have you always been into that? I mean, cause you look great. I saw you at women in business. I'm like, this girl works out and you know, it's, it's, you feel good. Like, yeah. you know, when you see people and you're like, okay, that woman takes care of herself. Like that's yeah. a privilege to be able to walk around and know that you take care of yourself. Like that's something to be proud of. So when did fitness become a part of your life? Well, thank you. First of all, for that compliment. Um, yeah. I have been working hard <laughs> lately. Um, fitness always hasn't been a part of my life. Like specifically with like working out, I played sports when I was in high school. Um, so I was fit in high school and I've always had a very athletic muscular build. Thank you to my parents. But, um, there was a point in my life where I was in a very, very bad relationship. I was drinking a lot and my, like, I looked like a basketball and like, that's just, that's just really what it was. I look back pictures. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's horrible. (laughs) So after I exited that relationship, I kind of went all the way on the other side. I really started, um, I love to run. I started diving into running and then kind of dabbling in weightlifting. And I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't hire anybody. My best friend at the time, she started her uh, coaching journey for, she was like a fitness trainer and stuff. So I kind of learned from her and then it just kind of spiraled from there. Like I found that, you know, weightlifting was a way that I could reduce my anxiety and, obviously be fit. And really I still didn't change like my eating habits. So I was kind of like chasing, always chasing like a goal that was never going to get obtained because I didn't have both. Um, fast forward to when I met my boyfriend, he was obviously really into fitness, uh, lifting weights. And he was also a fitness coach at one point. So he kind of gave me some pointers and it really just kind of, I don't know, proliferated from there. So, (laughs) I mean, there's definitely times where I, I'm on a journey right now. I'm halfway through my 12 week program. I hired a professional. Listen, all to all your listeners, <laughs> professional. I, she's not paying me to say this. It's literally, it's so true. And and I'm not using her as a fitness coach to so just let mm-hmm. you guys because we're not in the same city. Mm-hmm. Um, but for real, like you need to hire a professional because they have the expertise. They 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 know what they're doing. And like the way I look right now, I didn't listen, I've lost probably close to 20 pounds now over the past, I don't know, year or so, but specifically with my program, it's been like 10 pounds in the last six weeks. And so fitness has been such a wonderful opportunity for me to just express who I am. And I'm not going to lie in business. And my boyfriend and I talk a lot about this in business when you're fit and I'm not saying shredded, I'm just saying fit when you're healthy and you're fit, that confidence shows to other people and you're probably going to close more sales or you're probably going to get that promotion. And I'm not, I don't want to like link it to that. Cause that's kind of, it's not a good way to think of it, but when you, when you dive into your, your fitness and your body, it's just, it's so important because mm-hmm. everything, like I said, everything else, you know, comes from that. So, well, yeah, people respect you. I mean, let's just say yes. like it is, if somebody comes in here and you're out of shape, you don't take, take care of yourself. Well, then how do I know you're going to succeed here? I mean, yeah. again, it goes back to the whole investing in yourself. Like, I'm sorry, but if you can't take care of yourself, how do I know that you're really going to take care of my business? You know, right. you just gain so much more respect being able to take care of yourself. You know, and Andy talks about that on his podcast yeah. all the time. Um, and I know you listen to his podcast and, you know, are big fans and Jordan and I are too. That's actually how I found Andy was through Jordan and Jordan's always been a 
into fitness. And it's kind of funny. It's like, he kind of got me in and now it's like, I'm all miss first form and do all the lifting. And he's like, just, you know, doing him, but I'm trying to get him on the social media game. He's not a big social media person. He's at that age. That just wasn't their thing, but it's kind of funny how it's coming to fruition. You know, he was the one that introduced me to the brand and now I'm the one affiliated with the brand, you know, and all of that, but it is true. You know, you're not respected. You're not taken real seriously when you don't take care of yourself. And that's just a fact, whether people want to like that or not, or, you know, think that that's true or not, it is absolutely true because kind of goes back to what I mentioned right before you said that, you know, if I see a woman in the gym and she's working her ass off, like she deserves that, like, you know, hard work, dedication, effort has all been given for you to create the body that you have. Um, it just goes to show that you do have discipline and that, that says a lot about you and your character, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah. It's, and it's cool to, as women, I mean, I specifically make it a point when I see women, the women in the gym that I know are working their ass off and they're, maybe they're not like maybe where they want to be, but I, I always make it a point to go up to them and say, Hey, you're kicking ass right now. Like I'm, that's awesome. You know? And I, I don't want to make it weird. Like one day I went up to somebody in the gym and I could tell they were new, um, (laughs) but I was like, have you been here before? I was like, welcome to the gym. Like, I'm glad you're here because a lot of women are scared of the gym, you know? So it's just such a beautiful thing when you can kind of connect with women that way, um, especially with fitness, not necessarily in the gym, but hiking or running or, you know, cycling, whatever it is, that community of women being active is Mm -hmm. actually really powerful, super powerful. Right. Well, and then too, like, I think society has created this this thing where women are just out for women. Like everyone's got to be better than everybody. Like, I don't know why we can't all just learn to get along and, and yep. help each other and be encouraging and kind, like granted, none of us know what any, anyone's going through, but I just think for the sake of com- competition and I'm a very competitive person, don't get me wrong, but you know, not everything's a freaking competition. Like be nice, like help people. Like you said, go up to people and compliment them. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's kind of funny that you say that because there's been several women who've been coming consistently. I mean, and I'm so I go consistently, obviously, but they weren't in there and hadn't been in there at the beginning of the year. And they're still there. And I'm like, look, you've come this far, like, welcome to the good side of things. Like you, you really have created some discipline for yourself. It just goes to show when you're seeing those people in there, putting in the work. And I think it kind of lights a fire under their ass too, when you say something to them, because they're like, yeah, this girl knows that I'm here. This girl knows I'm trying and I'm giving an effort. And it does kind of make you feel good when people compliment you in that, that way. Well, yeah. And it also kind of shows that people are watching, like not in a negative way, because some women don't like to go to the gym because they think people are watching them. And most people are not. I am because I'm like, I'm trying to scout people out because I know that there were, you know, um, I actually love, um, you know, the first part of the year, everybody knows in the fitness community that the gyms are packed because people start their New Year's resolution. And then a lot of the people, unfortunately, kind of fall off. But I used to be like, oh, the gym is packed. But now I'm like, this is great. I don't know how many people are going to stay. I hope all they, you know, all of them do, but it's just, it's cool when you connect right. people, people like well, that. And I think some people have a negative outlook on the gym sometimes at the new year. Like you go, you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Like there's so many people there, like everybody's <laughs> staring at me. And it's like, who knows? You could be that person that actually changes their mindset on what a gym is. Like you create a community. Like we see the same people in there all the time. And like, now they're some of our best of friends because we've created those relationships. And because we are like-minded when it comes to take care of yourself and your health. And it's kind of funny, like Jordan meets people all the time for all these different things. Like people with solar panels. He's like, oh yeah, I got this guy now that can do our solar panels. And I've got this guy who can help us with our plumbing. And I'm like, do you just go into the gym and try and find people who can like solve all of our problems? But it is true. You connect with so many people and, and that's a space we're both in all the time. So just being open and 
open to the idea, I guess, of communicating with other people in there. And I know that's really uncomfortable for some people. It was for me too. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to get in there and get my shit done. But um, sometimes it's totally worth it. And you never know who you could inspire or help by just being nice and complimenting them for being there. So yeah, it's the butterfly effect. It's literally like when you decide to step out, I always, listen, there's been times in my life. I know that God's like tapping on my shoulder because I get really like hot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why am I feeling like this? I'm like, why is God trying to tell me something right now? And it's always like, go talk to that person or, you know, do whatever, pay for this person's meal or whatever it is. And there's always a resistance because we're human beings are selfish. We're selfish Mm -hmm. people. And that's, that's okay to admit. But when you go out of your way, get over that hurdle and you do it, even if you're like, wow, I just said happy birthday when they said good morning, you know, it's like something silly. (laughs) That was, (laughs) that was my problem. I was like, I'm awkward, but you just, you, you actually gain confidence from that too, mm-hmm. because you, you show yourself, well, I can actually do something that was a little challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. It was definitely, I mean, just trying to step outside your comfort zone, no matter if that's in the gym or if that's in your career and you're just trying to talk to other people and communicate. I feel like we're all kind of backwards in that sense. Oh, yeah. um, I worked in retail my whole life. So actually I'm kind of blessed because I worked with people all the time, eight plus years. And all I had to do and could do was communicate with people. I didn't have an option. I worked the floor. I help people. I help people shop. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I cannot stress enough how important it is to quit being in your little shell and branch out a little bit and make yourself do uncomfortable things. And then time and time again, it just becomes second nature because that's what it was for me. It was just trying to get myself out of that comfort zone. And now, yeah, I might be awkward, but I can talk to anybody and everybody and have a conversation with you if you want to. Um, and then sometimes people are like, eh thanks see and they go the other way and I'm like all right well that was awkward I'm just trying to be nice but no it's okay it's okay yeah goodness goodness goodness. all right Rachel (laughs) do you have anything else that you want to talk about when it comes to your business your brand what you do with women um anything at all before we wrap today's show up I feel like we could just sit here and have a conversation all day long but anything specific that you want to dive into or or leave the listeners with just um, really want to leave the listeners with wherever you're at in your life, because this is a very hard thing for me to do. And this is something that I <clears throat> preach on all the time in The Untangled Woman is getting vulnerable with yourself first, and then also letting people around you that you trust, you get vulnerable with them as well. Um, I'm going through a season in my life right now where I am meeting new women, and I have a new friendship um, for my church that is is beautiful and I'm getting very vulnerable with her and it's very crazy and weird because I am the person that did not trust women. I just didn't. I was always around guys. Um, that's part of my trauma, but just getting vulnerable with yourself and then allowing other people to like love on you and you know, you get vulnerable with them because that's really where you'll find that process of like untangling all the things that you've been through. And it's okay to have all those things, but you gotta get vulnerable because that's mm-hmm. the only way to figure it out. I agree. What would, what would the first step be for those who are trying to untangle themselves? And I know that might look different for everybody, but I mean, in your group, obviously, and I'm going to have you talk about where people can find you, but do you recommend something first? I mean, you're saying being vulnerable with yourself, but I mean, is there anything else that you would suggest doing at the very beginning of somebody's journey? Who's really trying to get rid of their traumas and untangle themselves? Um, yeah, so definitely just becoming more vulnerable. Um, I think journaling, and I know that I, you know, it's some, it's hard for some people, but literally opening up, you have to find out who you are first. And if that's ugly at first, that's okay. So really opening up your heart, you have to, um, 
like in the Christian world, we talk about like the position of your heart. So when you position your heart towards like, okay, this is my goal. I don't, I don't want to deal with this trauma or PTSD or stress anymore, or, you know, things that society have taught us, you have to position your heart, allow it to open a little bit, maybe, you know, get vulnerable with yourself and journal. And then you have to have a community of people around you that you trust. And that's really what I, what I'm attempting to build. And I have, you know, built so far of just a safe space. Cause if you're in a space where you don't feel safe and you get vulnerable and it burns you, yeah, you're going to feel a little bit like, well, I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So it's really just not pouring your whole heart out, but it, you know, guarding your heart, but also positioning your heart. Um, and that does look different for everyone. For me, it looked like, you know, getting more in tune with myself, fitness, um, doing things that make you feel more like you hiking. I connect with myself and you'll know, like, if you like to paint, you'll know when you paint, I feel connected with myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the, just the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate your perspective and, and your words of wisdom today. They've been absolutely amazing. And I think more women need people like you in their life because it is true. It's hard sometimes to untangle everything and to open up and be honest with ourselves. And, you know, and I try and be that person, you know, to my women who I help and coach through fitness and health, because, you know, we go through a lot and there's a lot of bad habits that are created and a lot of things that we've done for a very long time that we don't even necessarily know that we're doing because we've just done it for so long. So, um, I think it does come down to reflecting back on everything that's happened to you up to this point and doing the best that you can to get yourself out of it and untangle yourself. Because once you do that, it really does become easier and easier and easier once you are vulnerable and you can dig yourself out from underneath. So, all right, well, share where people can find and connect with you, because obviously I can guarantee there's going to be quite a bit of women who are going to want to join this awesome community. So how can my listeners find you, Rachel? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I don't really dabble with any of other social media. So Facebook for sure, Rachel Oxenfeld. I had to change my name because now I have the blue check. So I guess that's fancy, whatever. Um, so Rachel Oxenfeld on Facebook. And then my, <clears throat> the untangled woman is actually linked in my uh, little, it's not really a bio on Facebook, whatever it is up there. <laughs> and then on Instagram, it's Rach underscore untangled woman. Um, and I post a lot of content on there as well. So um, yeah, it's a free Facebook community. Um, I just provide value. We, we kind of get vulnerable in the comments and stuff. And so it's exciting. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll be connecting and networking soon. I know I told Carly, um, who I had on the last episode, that all of us just need to get back together again and plan to go next year to Women in Business so we can all hang out again and and just kind of talk about how much we've changed. You know, so much changes on a year-to-year basis. It's just absolutely crazy. Not only within you personally, within your business and everything else. So hopefully we'll be able to connect again soon and and see sure. each other. Do you, are you going to go back? Have you decided? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to go back. I no. mean, it's all going to be new material. I'm going to meet new people. We meet some older people that you've, you know, be, went with last time. And I think it's exciting. It's like, a, yeah, it's, it's like a rejoining. And then, you know, yeah. the new people, like we're, we're new, we're like, Oh, sitting, not in the background. Yeah. You know, everybody know. else is like, come on, I've been to five. You're like, okay, cool. Everyone's like, I've been here since the beginning. And I'm like, yeah. I'm a newbie and I don't know. Anybody, so hello. Nice to meet you. Yes. Oh, all right guys well i want to leave you with one last thing don't forget to just do you sis because no one else's opinion matters and i'll talk to you guys next time